We stand together, united as one. Forward on we go, facing friend and foe. We will know what it is. We have not time for that. If we make mistakes, we are lost. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I don't know why I use Zoom. Every time we get on with Zoom, I'm like, what the fucking hell's going on now? Everybody's disappeared. And I'm like, no, no. Have you got me? Are you actually receiving me? I'm receiving. I'm receiving. That's I'm receiving. Not, not the next thing that happens is uh, I do a bit of mine. <laughs> I know. I came on and I was like, where's the money else? He got off my contacts. He's not there anymore. And I just can't get in. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm logged in with the right email address. And I still don't know. I haven't got a clue. It's probably, I, I, as you know, dropped out of sales about five, six years ago now. So when it comes to new technology, I'm like a man who's been in a coma for six years and you suddenly wake up and, and you send me a link and I'm like, what do I do with that? That's, that's it's, it, it's like in work at the moment, what, what we're, we're installing these new um, AI cameras onto the trucks. So oh, these, I... so these AI cameras basically they detect people walking around the trucks, and they also detect if the driver's got the phone to his ear or if he falls asleep. And yeah. I'm trying to explain to to these guys that that these these cameras aren't filming them all the time; they're just detecting these things. And it's like yeah. this is witchcraft. No, we can't be doing that. So mm. yeah, yeah, oh, crazy. How you doing, mate? Anyway, good. Yeah, I'm good, uh, Steve. Thanks very much, mate. Uh, a man of leisure today, day off. So I've uh, yes. So you were out for a, a a run, jog, walk this morning. Yeah, that's uh, oh god, it, no, it seems like a long time ago now. But yeah, <laughs> I uh, just try to get miles in, Steve. As always, the the never ending struggle when uh, when you're at my end of the um, of the fitness scale. Anything's a bonus. It, it is quite amusing that that you and I doing the pod together now. We uh, oh here we go. Oh, we've got a technical you Everyone should have to to be forced to watch this on uh, on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> out um, it, it looked like Steve was about to take his headphones off and flounce out of the room for a minute. <laughs> no, um, you, you and I were of a fitness level uh, mm. three four years ago, and yeah. now. You're at the uh, the elite end of the spectrum. I don't know about that. And uh, some of us can't run a bath uh, <laughs> down at the other end of the spectrum. So it is it is quite amusing how, it, how things have got. It is, it is it is. I think it's more of a good thing than a bad thing. Hmm. But uh, you look at it from the uh, Max Verstappen end of uh, of the grid, <laughs> and uh, some of us are uh, down at the other end. So. <laughs> How's your fitness journey going anyway? It's um oh god again I could bore for hours but I'll try and keep it to less than fifty words. Uh, lots of medical checkups at the moment. Um, mm. We are getting somewhere very slowly. Mm. I decided to start self medicating, okay. um, which is you know go to a consultant and say uh, I give a set of bloods and white blood count ridiculously low at one point one. And my red blood count, ferritin, ridiculously high. Mm. Neither of them dangerously, but right on the, on the, uh, about to go into the red with both of them. Um, so I gave a set of bloods and then I thought, right, sod this, I'm going to start supplementing and ordering specific meds 
to um, which they might not be the correct ones, but I know they'll have the desired effect. Yeah. Uh, so went to see hematology, and um, having give blood tests, having been doing my supplements for two weeks. Oh, it's a miracle! You're cured. <laughs> <laughs> and I explained to the lovely doctor, I said, this is what I've been doing. And she yeah. went, well, normally I would say you're wasting your money. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, keep going. Um, we'd rather you hadn't done that for for your bloods this time around. But um, so I have, to, I have to stop taking them and I'm seeing them again at the end of the month. Right, okay. To see if there's any natural improvement. Right. Which there won't be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. I mean, obviously, recently I've had my own sort of um, um, chats and battles with with various doctors. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you know, and even you know, so I think how long was I came out of hospital? Now it must be seven years ago now that I came out of hospital, and I was told to take it easy, find a new normal, went out, bought that PlayStation, and and don't take things too hard, and don't put your lungs under stress and what have you. And, you know, and, and, you know, six months later, I've got the doctor telling me, just whatever you do, and carry on doing it, because yeah. I, know, I know you're not doing what I told you, but, but, but it's working. And yeah. The thing that intrigued me about your story, which we've covered on a couple of pods, and you did a very good one yourself, was that you had been, became unwell whilst cycling. And it's like, oh, Mr. Connor, um, you'll have to, you'll, you'll never cycle again. So you take up running, mm. and that's yep. that's fine. You know, it, it it's it's like, and you're probably like most of us. Um, you would just say, well, I did that because no one said I couldn't. Mm. Um, mm. and it kind of makes a mockery of mm. which would you say was the worst for your body? You probably say running. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it's funny. I, I do love the NHS, mate. The, the amount of treatment I'm getting at the moment would be costing me hundreds of thousands, mm. yeah. hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, four CT scans, um, God knows how many sets of bloods, um, four consultants this month um, mm. I'm scheduled to see. It's brilliant having the NHS. They are yeah. yeah, I think the only thing is it, it's very it, – your average doctor, unless you get a – a sports doctor or, or somebody who's been in that world, they're very sort of risk averse, aren't they? And it's, you know, it is just, just do this because this is gen yeah. this is what works in 70% of cases. So, yeah. so we suggest you do this. That's it. Well, very famously was told about 18 months ago now, uh, you may just have to face the fact you'll never run 17 miles again, Mr. Paul. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, that was just absurd to, yeah. to hear it coming from a, a, a non-runner. Yeah, um, but but that's that's how he sees the world. Now I'll, I'll be buggered if that's actually could have, mm. could have how things turn out. But yeah, you so you're. Do you want to go into? Are, you go, are we going to touch on the? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah I'm happy. Okay, so, superb. Steve, so, punch punch the air at live on live on the air. Um, take it away, Steve. So yeah, so I I decided many years ago when I first came out the the air force, I thought. Um, as, as many people do when they come out the forces, um, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to become a cop. Um, I'm going to join the police, um, and I was told at the time tried to join Merseyside Police, and Merseyside Police came back, and you know they were very open about it and just said, look, you, you don't fit in with our ED and I recruitment policy. And I didn't even know what ED and I sort of meant at the time, and then no idea, and then I found it was uh, equality, diversity, and inclusion. So I didn't I didn't fit in with what 
I didn't fit in with the demographic that they were recruiting at the time. Fair enough. Um, so sort of, sort of left it and thought, okay, run my own business for a while. Um, got into logistics. Great, not a problem. And then very recently, um, one of the local police forces here where I am, not not actually my local one, but the next door neighbours to me were recruiting for specials. And I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll just give it another go and, and, and see. So pretty much um, threw in an application for that on the Monday. And by Wednesday, um, they were back in touch going, going yeah, look, um, we're, we're recruiting at the minute. We're recruiting specifically um, military veterans. Um, want to get more military veterans back out in the street, great. So go through the process, do everything you need to do. So, um, yeah, basically got me through, sent me a um, – b- before they did anything, really, they basically just said, right, okay, this is the date you'll start your training. So it was like <laughs> – so at, th- at this point, I've had no medical, I've not been vetted, I've not had anything at all. Um, but, you know, I know I'm going to – the vetting's going to be fine. I'm thinking I'm fit and healthy. The medical's going to be fine, not an issue. So I went through the process and um, went for an interview. Interview lasted about half an hour. Great. Uh, got glowing feedback off the interview. Uh, I'll be a credit to the force and how my experience and all that all that was there. So great, not a problem. Uh, I then went down for, what did I go down for after that? I went down for biometric vetting after that, um, which was fingerprints and DNA, um, which they obviously run against the database just to make sure you're not wanted. Um, and 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 even even uniform fitting. So at this point, I'm fitted for body armor. <laughs> it's all it's all been done. I'm all there. Yeah. Um, so uh, thinking, great, great, not a problem. And then um, and I've done my I've, I've filled in my, my uh, medical documents. They've all gone back to their occupational health department again. Heard nothing from them. So then come down for your fitness test. So this this is where this is where I start to think. Hang on, is this the job for me? So um, go for the fitness test. Um, the fitness test is 5.4 on the bleep test. Now, mm-hmm. um, now it's, it's, it's a brisk warm-up. It's, it's a brisk walk, yeah. And, and I don't know whether you looked on the Strava and saw how long that fitness test lasted. No, I didn't, I didn't know it was on there. Oh, well, yeah. First thing I'll be so, doing. So, so what I did is I thought, right, I'm going to click my Garmin. I'm going to, I'm going to have a look at this and see how I do. So anyway, the entire fitness test to get from standing start to um, level 5.4 took three minutes and 40 seconds. That was the entire length of the fitness test. And once you get to 5.4, they're not allowed to let you continue in case you get injured. I'm, I'm saying nothing. Okay, so um, when, uh, when I arrived there as well, he'd actually given me and this um, young lady the wrong time for the fitness test. So the fitness test was already happening when we were there. So they said, look, when these guys finish, you two can you two can do it. So we're like, all right. So we started it, um, went in, um, I'm running away. This this young lady was there, was 22 years of age. Um, she stopped at level 3.6 because she couldn't continue. Yeah. I'm not laughing. Um, I'm, I'm smiling. I think it's something completely different. Well, well this, 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 gets, this gets even worse. So, obviously, I finished the test, and I'm, to- I'm talking to the guy, the, the PTI afterwards, who, who's there for the police, and he's saying, yeah, yeah, we're recruiting a lot of ex-military veterans. We've we've sorted out a few areas in our in our area by putting military veterans in there. One of the police stations has two ex-paras in there, and it's certainly sorted out the nightlife and blah, blah, blah. So, it's a great, okay. So um, um, on the way out, I hear the other PTI talking to this young lady uh, who basically says to her, look, we, we know you didn't get to 5.4, but 
but um, this is enough to pass the test for now as long as you promise that you'll work on your fitness. So they're basically going to allow her through basically on this. This She must have been going, I think, you know, level three. If I got to level 5.4 in three minutes and 40 seconds, she must have been going for a minute and a half. So, so, so she's in basically at this point. I'm thinking, all right, okay. But, you know, she maybe maybe they'll have some sort of remedial fitness plan for her that'll put her on. Um, so two days later, um, call from the occupational health department who says, "Oh, you've you've ticked your on um, your on prescription medication." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I am." This happened seven years ago. Blah blah blah. <laughs> oh, anticoagulants. Is it warfarin? No, so no, no, not warfarin. It's one of the new DOACs. They call it the direct <laughs> anti. The newfangled ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so okay, not problems. Um, the force medical advisor just wants to give you a call and have a chat with you. So, okay, so two or three days later, he calls up and basically just says, "Right, let me get this right." So, um, this you, you seven years ago you were put on these this medication, um, and um, it was because of pulmonary embolisms. I said something like, "Yeah, yeah." He goes to me, "Any any issues with it since?" I'm like, no, no issues whatsoever. Um, what, what kind of exercise you do? So I tell him what I do. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, okay. Uh, have you had any bleeds or anything? I'm like, well, no, not at all. I said, look, I said, on this medication, I've jumped out of aircraft and had very heavy landings. <laughs> um, yeah. I've fallen off horses. I've fallen off bikes. I'm absolutely fine. It doesn't It doesn't bother me in any way. Anyway, okay. Um, right. Um, well, we think... That um, you uh, that these medications are far too risky. Although there's no real evidence for it, um, we think that it's it's too risky for you to be involved in frontline policing um, on this medication. So therefore, um, no, sorry, it's it's a no. You can't come in basically. Um, and then as he finished, he said, "And don't bother applying to West Midlands or Staffordshire because I'm the force medical advisor for them as well." <laughs> I was like, okay, so uh, so yeah, so I was. It, it just astounded me that obviously the 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 fitness standards of the police at present, and you know, you do see that. Obviously, I did put a bit of a satirical Facebook post up a few days later. You did, which, yeah. which um, compared me to the the average British policeman. Um, but yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so so that was it. So I was a bit pissed off for the for a day or two. But uh, yeah, I've, I've you know I've made other plans now, and, and I'll do that. Really, really pissed off, I would say, that, Steve. Quite right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, it's, it's somewhere between ridiculous and why? Why would they not want? I mean, why you're exactly the sort of person that they want? Anyway, I, I particularly have um a, a particular view of the police. It's not. It's a job I couldn't do myself. Yeah. So we'll start with the positive bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I, in, in many ways, I respect anyone that wears a uniform. Um. Actually, we'll just leave it at that, shall we? Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, look, you know, and you know, I've had sort of mixed views of the police in the past, but I think they do a, a really hard job, and I yeah. thought, great, you know, I, I think it's I can make a positive impact in there if I can, if I can, you know, if I do get in, right. um, and and the guys that I spoke to down at the police training centre, um, specifically the PTIs, I think they share the same frustration. Yeah, with the fitness standards, um, and you know, I think the new, I think it's the new chief constable of that particular force has outrightly said that he basically wants to try and fill these police stations with military veterans. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. I, um, and, you know, I think the, the old recruitment policies, particularly for that force, he yeah. has come in and seen haven't worked. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't discourage anybody else from, from applying um, to go in there um, if that's what they want to do. But, yeah, I did think it was quite quite absurd. Um, that, but, but like I say, you know, I, I think, you know, if I do decide to become a criminal now, I, I know I can rightly outrun most of the police force. So. If, you, if you can stay out of their clutches for three and a half minutes, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> you're absolutely laughing, mate. <laughs> yeah. If you can run for longer than three and a half minutes, you can do a bank job. But you're, you're all right. But they're going to catch you. Um, and you know, I think I think that's 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 why we're seeing the proliferation of of, of more tasers of things with, with probably longer and longer. Yeah, so, yeah. So it, you don't have to chase people anymore. The, the, the thing again, I'll, I'll 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 add because I like to add things. Uh, Steve and I are both on this drug called River Oxaban. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went on it for seven years. Uh, I came off of warfarin in 2016, mm. and warfarin did it make you feel bad or not? Who knows. But I remember a massive difference when I came off it. Uh, and the only difference is that you, if you or I had a severe, like a proper arterial, well, not arterial, but a, a big vein bleed, mm. then we're in the shed. Yeah. Because you need to have an antidote um, in simple terms. Um, yeah. Added to your drug, to your bloodstream, and it's only held at hospitals because it's so expensive, they won't allow paramedics to carry it. So... They're, they're bothered that you get knifed, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, but, and, they're, and selfishly bleed to death um, on the job. Yeah. And, and I think that's that, making them look bad. Looking at the, because the, I actually got the, the formal rejection letter today, but I think their main concern actually wasn't that. It was that you banged your head. Um, All right. Yeah, the, the, the intracranial bleeds is what they like. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. No, I mean, I, again... I get it. I, I do. Once you, once you take my hat off and put their hat on, <clears throat> I can understand why yeah. they might think that. You and I might think it's a load of bollocks. Because yeah, yeah well, of course. If, if I didn't have to take a pill every night, um, I would forget that I was that I had a blood condition. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 me too. Um, you know, it, it, like I say, it doesn't really affect me. You know, I, my I was on this medication when I did... One of my six static line jumps, um, where the, yeah. after after which I decided I didn't like mm-hmm. it that much. But you know that that first jump I did, I basically dropped like a stone from about thirty feet onto a onto a concrete runway, mm-hmm. um, and I'm all right. <laughs> you know, I'm still here. Sure. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, and I think you know th- th- there isn't a great deal of evidence with that that medication at the minute. I do get that, and the, the doctor did say you know he said he said he'd spoken to several hematologists and and all but one. And I can guarantee that one was probably an athlete as well. Um, I'd said that they they felt there was a risk with it, and one one person had said, "Oh no, it's fine, it's all right." Yeah. But but I think you know, and it is you know these it, it is a relatively in the grand scheme of things new drug, I suppose. So there isn't a great deal of evidence yeah. out there for people people doing that. But yeah, well, there you go, mate. One of the many absurd things that happens. Yeah, in well, but you know, you got to give it a go, haven't you? Um, so so just to just to show them, I uh, I obviously went out this weekend and and. Did thirty-five miles along the Pennine Way, and there you go. Well, that's you. Well, it's almost as if you you think about what we're going to talk about on the show <laughs> in advance, isn't it? I, I wanted to touch because the last time we spoke, you were just about to go and do the Snowden half. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd I go. Tough. Um, yeah. So um, it was a very. It was quite. It's if anybody wants to do it next year, um, it's the. Um, I've got the name of the company you organise. Always aim high. No, it's not always aim. I can't remember. 
But if you want to do the Snowden Half, I'd definitely recommend it. It was a beautiful race. It was a really good day for it. Um, and I knew, obviously, going up Snowden was going to be particularly tough, but went out um, and basically started off from Lamberis, um, over the valley, up the ranger path to the summit, and then it was a really nice run down the, the sort of long Lamberis path. Um, and, and at that point, because um, I'd not checked out the route profile, I thought the hard bit was done. Um, but what, what they actually did with that race was you ran down the Lamberis path and you got within 25, uh, uh, no, probably, uh, no, I'd say about 15 50 metres of the finish line. And then you turned right. And then behind Lamberis is a massive slate quarry. Um, and the route took you to the top of the slate quarry. <laughs> So and it was it was real sort of steep steps. It, 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 you could see everybody was running down that Lamberis path, thinking this this is great. Oh, yeah. um, there was nobody talking and there was nobody smiling as you went up the back of that slate quarry. And and as you went along the slate quarry, you were looking down into the valley, and you could see and you could see and you could hear the finish line, and you knew it was there. But you know you still had you, you still had three or four miles to go. Mm. So yeah, it was it was it was tough, but it was really good. Really enjoyed good event. It. Yeah, that's the main thing, right? Is, is a demons laid to rest? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Because you know, nice I, like, like I say, you know, the last time I'd done any the, the Snowden half or what have you, I'd, I'd, I'd not finished it. Um, yeah. But my, my head was certainly wasn't in the right place for that that time. And going back to that race that I didn't finish, it, it was totally it, it was totally in my head. It was totally mental. Um, I'd um, like, like I said, I was going through a, a tough time at the Point, and I just got to a point where I thought, once I get to the bottom of this valley, I can turn right and I can finish. Um, I can turn right, I can carry on, sorry, or I can turn left and I can get back to the road and, uh, and I can give up. And, yeah. I, and I, cho- I chose option two. We've all done it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We've all done it, mate. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, and, and this last weekend, uh, again, was 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 probably very, very similar. I think it was more of a mental challenge um, for no other reason than... I don't, know, I don't know even know what the reason was. It was just one of those. Um, it was just a weekend when um, the, the the demons were there, if you like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know whether I, I don't know whether I want to do this. Um, I'm just going to plug this laptop in because I haven't plugged it in and it's just gone dark. All right, all right. I've got my lead here somewhere. The good news is you're still here, mate. <laughs> it's great that I'm so organised, isn't it? Well, it's it's become a. a um, a thing of our <laughs> podcast. I, I love doing these, mate. I absolutely love it. I do. All right, okay. Um, okay. You, you popped a, a, a Facebook thing up uh, this week, and you yep. were talking about your the other podcast, the Middle Age Di- Diary of a Middle Age Middle Age Man. Yeah. Man. yeah. And yeah. I thought I thought you were going to ditch us. No, I thought, no, I, thought no. I was getting the heave. <laughs> no. And, well, do you know what? I started doing that podcast. Now, I, I, what the way I've done that is on a um, on a Sunday morning. Um, I've done it the past couple of Sundays because I've been yeah. busy doing stuff. But Sunday morning, I'll just get up and and I'll you know whatever I've written down in my journal throughout the week, I'll I'll just talk about it. Yeah. Um, and, and and I'm not going to lie; it's, it's probably a complete rip off of the diary of a CEO because that's that's all he does. Mm. But and and he, you know, Steve Bartlett, who does that, he he's said it's it's almost like therapy for him to just sit there and go through that. And, and I enjoy yeah. doing it. And I, I was going to do it as a completely separate podcast. Um, but when I was looking at the the listeners for that and the location of the listeners, I realised it was probably the same people listening to that who listened to this. Yeah. So 
Or his kindness. <laughs> but, 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 you know, if people are listening to it, then the, the Ali cast for me is, you know, I, I love this podcast. I love the people I've spoken to it. And I love our meetup, meetups on here as mm. well, where we can have a chat. Um, so, yeah, let's just combine it all in one. And I'll, I'll put those diary podcasts out. Um, as and when, um, and yeah, so I, I haven't had, um, I haven't had a chance to get some guests together. I've, I've contacted a few people about coming on. A couple of people have been a bit shy about it, but I think they might come round. Um, but yeah, I am looking to get some more guests back on here soon as well. Um, and Andy Steele, if you're listening, <laughs> we want you. Yes, wanted man. Andy. Well, well, yeah, and I think I think Andy now with his experience, um, you know, with his, his massage therapy and what have you, definitely, yeah, yeah yep. I think I think he's he, he's going to be great to get on. So oh, I'm perfect guest. Grab it. Yeah, so you, you listen, you Andy. You mentioned <laughs> yes, Andy. Come on, um, you mentioned you you the last time Steve and I spoke, uh, it was just after the last podcast. Although we do message occasionally in between, and Steve mentioned that we were one of the top sports podcasts in the Ukraine. Yeah, and, uh, good lads. So if you're listening in the Ukraine, absolutely love you guys out there. We've not forgotten about you. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm not allowed to say keep sticking it to the Russians because that 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 would be a personal view rather than the views of the Ali cast. It would. To say. We can have we can have the thing is we can have whatever views we like because yeah, yep. but um, I, I was delighted to see that and fantastic, mate. Oh. Yeah, and, and I've got a feeling it's the it's the um, the guys out there who are who are putting the the, the medical. Um, Mm. the medical aid out there at the minute you know, I know Grant Tabin's sent a fair bit of equipment out there as well and um, I think there was a news um, did, I don't know if you saw the, the the news report it was sort of earlier this year where they were talking to one of the guys and he actually had the Grant Tabin Ukraine badge yeah so I, I, um, I didn't see it but I saw the, the, the yeah Follow up to it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so yeah, no, we're still in the Ukraine. Um, we're still in with the top one of the top ten running podcasts in the Ukraine. Um, and 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 this past month, for some reason as well, we've we've sneaked into the charts. I think we're top fifty in Slovenia as well. So um, oh, there you go, Slovenia. Um, yeah. I'll have to do my homework and we'll have a little bit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on in Slovenia, but yeah, we we definitely yep. pop up there as well. So it's, I, I think it's great that people around the world are listening. Um, because I do sort of dip into the, I, I try not to get too involved in looking at the stats, but yeah, I think obviously most of the listeners come from the from the UK. Um, we have a fair few from the states um, as well on there as well. New Zealand is another wow. one, um, Italy, Belgium, um, Germany. Um, yeah, so so when I look when I look at where the listeners are coming from, from all all over the world, all different countries, and uh, yeah, it's quite surprising really that people want to listen to. We Scott. love you all. Every last... I mean, I say we. It's obviously Steve's podcast. Well, and, no. I mean, you know, you, you're... I'm, I'm always... This. <laughs> I'm always delighted when I get invited back on here, mate. I love it. And uh, to, to all 12 of our listeners around the world, I love <laughs> it's, a few, it's a few. <laughs> every single... Well, if you've if you got 50 listens, you'd probably find that 15 of those would be me. Uh, <laughs> and my mum uh, as well. She, she would listen a few times, but... Yeah, I mean, you know, and say podcasts for me, um, and you know, they've become more and more popular now of me. And I think, you know, when I the first podcast I ever listened to was the Rich Roll podcast, mm. um, which are, which are still sort of listened mm. to in and out. But I think there's that many great podcasts out there at, at the minute. Yeah, I, I've uh, I followed right, 
a minute and then we'll get on with the actual business of uh, the alley cast. But yeah. uh, I, uh, I I follow too many podcasts, so I, I don't listen. I, I don't I hardly listen. Well, I'm never running just now, so I never really yeah. listen to any. But uh, when the alley cast uh, isn't available or, or there's nothing new or I'm sick of listening to Steve and I, uh, <laughs> um, I go the cycling podcast and yeah. uh, Garrett Thomas uh, and... I think Peter Crouch, and that's about it. But uh, you're definitely the the number one for endurance sport, mate, in, in my eyes. And um, I th- well, so one of my favourites uh, at the minute um, is is a UK one, UK running podcast, which is the Tea and Trails podcast. Mm. Um, so that's that's really really good because um, I've got that used to be it's um, Gary Thwaites and Edwina Sutton, um, and they used, used to be. To be- Run to the hills with, the hills, that's with it, yeah. John Kiniston. Yes, yes. Sadly, John passed, passed away, away, and yeah, yeah. I'm glad the protest kept going. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, say so the run to the hills stopped, and then suddenly mm. I was like, "Billy T and Trails podcast, these two are back." But yeah, it's a really good podcast. Really enjoy that. Um, so, yeah, right. but, and I've got I've got an hour. I have an hour commute to mm. and from work every day now, so that that's my podcast time as well as running as well. Mm. I'm quite lucky I'm doing a 12 minutes commute. So, oh, yeah, that's all right. It's eh? brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Right, so we get to business, mate. Yeah, I'm go going to pop the odd random question at you. Yeah, go ahead. Just, just to see. Your La Sportiva shoes, how did yes. they do? They, I used them on the. Um, did I use them on the. Yeah, Snowden Half Marathon, really good. Mm. Um, so. I'm still not. I'm still not confident in doing a long distance in them because I don't think the cushioning is that that great. Right. Um. And my, I don't know. You probably saw the picture after last weekend that the the speed goats had met their death. Um, plenty of life. Plenty of life left in them, mate. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that when when we get on to sort that's, of. Well, actually, that I wanted to. I, I had because you mentioned those shoes the last time we were speaking, and they've got the gator that comes up to stop you. Really good. Yeah, that was because it's it's a gimmick, and we do have runners, and we are supposed to talk about running and all things endurance. That's something that I've looked at, and I know Merrill. I keep getting I look, made the mistake of looking at Merrill's website, and I get spammed, yeah, uh, and spammed. Yep. And, spammed. and one of the things happens to be their running shoe with uh, spats, as we'll call them, um, attached mm. to keep it out. Um, yeah, prohibitively expensive unless you're a top end athlete like yourself, um, obviously. But. Uh, or sponsored by La Sportiva, as yeah. we still hope we're going to be. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think they're probably going to stick with John Kelly. I think <laughs> he's probably yeah. got a bit more. Um, but yeah, no, really good shoes. Really, and the, the really lightweight. Um, the Gator works fine. It doesn't. It doesn't let anything in at all. Nice. And they've, and they've got the the boa um, fastening on, so you just like like yeah. the cycling shoes where you turn at the side, um, mm. and, and and it keeps you know it doesn't loosen off. It doesn't snag. Um, mm. So yeah, so I'm not. I think I don't know. Like I said, they haven't got. I, I like I like a lot of cushioning if we're going to be doing long distance, and they haven't got a yeah. lot of cushioning, but they are really light. And mm-hmm. I was I was looking, obviously I'm looking to replace the, the speed goats now, and I probably will replace them with another pair. But there was a La Sportiva um, uh, model with similar sort of cushioning, and I, yeah. I was I was hovering over them on the SportsShoes.com website the other day. Um, and what, a sale on just now, mate. Sixty percent sale on just yeah, now. Saw that, saw that, yeah. So when I uh, I was hovering over them, and then I didn't buy them, and then I was listening to the Sea and Trails podcast, 
Mm. And um, they had somebody else who had just done a Dragon's Back race. And she said, they asked her what shoes she'd used. And she'd used a brand new pair of these La Sportive. I forgot what they're called now. But she'd used them. And basically on day two, the sole had fell off. So I thought, ah, <laughs> maybe not then. Maybe not <laughs> for the spring after all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because you know, the, the, the speed goats, let's say there was, you know, those, those, there was yeah. 500, 500 miles in them. And, and they've never what? let me go. Only 500 miles? Yeah, five hundred miles. That's usually that's usually when the sort of spread score out. And that's the that's the, the the marketing department's dream when when they tell you five hundred miles and that's it, mate. So. Well, I, do you know what? I hadn't checked the mileage until and and last weekend uh, there was. In fact, let, let's talk about last weekend because I um, decided to go and do a, a spine recce, um, and I'd got all my kit together. I'd got everything together, um, and. Uh, when I, uh, but may I, there was a couple of logistical cock-ups, shall we say. So I knew I was going to wear the speed goats, but I didn't mm. actually sort of, you know, and I've, I, I used them for running around the trails around here as well, but I've never really sort of picked them up and had a look at the bottom of them and just seen how much tread was left on them because <laughs> they felt fine because I'm running around footpaths, so no issue. Mm. Um, and when I got up to, um, I, I drove my car up to Hawes and parked in the youth hostel there, got them out, put, and I was about to put them on my feet, and I just looked at the bottom of them, and they were the only running shoes he had with me, and I thought, these are like slicks. Slicks, mate, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm, go- I'm going to be running on the Pennine Way tomorrow and climbing Penny again. I thought, ah, oh, bollocks, yeah, I've got them now, that's, yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, so that, that was logistical cock-up number one. <clears throat> um, so then I went to the bus stop, um, and they have this little mini bus that takes you to the local train station. Mm. Um, so I jumped on the train um, and got down to Gargrave, which was going to be my starting point where I was staying overnight. Uh, and I'd already cleared it with the youth hostel that I could park my car overnight at Hawes, even though I wasn't staying there that night. So it gets down there and thinks I'll nip to the local pub and grab something to eat, get to the local pub, and they were like, you've got a pre-book. We're, we're too busy. I'm like, okay. So, so I looked around the town, and the only place that I could get food was a place called the Bollywood Cottage, um, yeah, and it was it was a lovely little Indian, but again, they had no no table, so I said, "Well, I'll have a takeaway." So I did sort of question um, whether having an Indian takeaway the night before I was going to run yeah. 30, thirty-five miles was a good yeah. idea, but I knew I had to eat, so I thought, "Sod it, I'll, I'll just do that." So um, got back to my room. Um, at the end of takeaway, really, really nice vegetable balti, stunning, really good. Um, and I was, I thought, right, it's nine o'clock. I'm going to get my head down, go to sleep now. So just as I'm going to sleep, um, my phone rings, and I look at it. It's a mobile number, and I'm like, don't recognise that number. I'll leave it. Um, but then it pops up that there's a message. So I'm like, what the hell's this message? So I listen to it, and and the message goes something like, "Hello, Mr. O'Connor. This is Gordon from the youth hostel in Hawes." Uh, just checking what time you're going to check in tonight. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so I check, and I booked it for the wrong night. So, uh, uh, so I booked it for the night that I was staying in Gargrave. Uh, Shit. So I jumped on a youth hostel site quick, um, and luckily they had a room, a bed for the, for the next night. So I booked that, and I phoned this guy up and said, look, I'm an idiot. Um, booked the wrong night. My car's outside. Um, but I'll, I'll be there tomorrow. So so that problem was sorted. So not an issue. Anyway, I had a crap night's sleep because the room was red hot. Um, planning to leave at five o'clock the next morning. 
Um, and I woke up at about 20 to 5 the next morning. Mm. Um, and I think the Indian that I'd eaten had sucked every bit of moisture out of my body. Um, and I just woke up and felt like I had this massive hangover. Mm. Um, so I was like, oh, I feel crap. So at that point, the little voice in my head was going, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this now. Yeah. You, can ju- yeah. you, can jump, you can jump on the train, your car's up the road, you can go home, you can stay the night, you can do whatever you want. So you feel rubbish, so, so don't don't bother. Don't bother doing it. Yeah. And I wanted to have some breakfast, but I, I felt sick and I was like, Ugh. So I thought, right, I'll give it an hour. So I, lay on the, I got to rest, lay on the bed for about an hour. So it was about quarter six. And I thought, right, I'm just going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to get outside and I'm going to go for a couple of miles and see how yeah, I feel. See what happens. Um, so got out. Anyway, got off up the road. By the time I'd, I'd walked a bit, got a bit of water down my neck, felt great. Um, so I thought, fine, that's it. I'll carry on. But still I was thinking, um, six miles down the road, Malham Cove, there I can get the bus to Skipton or Settle and I can get the train um, and, and there's no need to sort of do it all. At least you've had a go, you know. So um, anyway, it's still pitch black. Um, so off I go. Uh, gets to Malham. I think I'll get some breakfast while I'm here in Malham, but nothing was open. So I thought, oh, balls to it. I'll, I'll just carry on. So um, once you get to Malham, you've got, and I did count them, 456 steps to the top of Malham Cove. Um, yeah. So did that up the valley, Malham Tarn and what have you. And then I knew then that the next the next sort of place where I could um, probably get a break or, or give up, if you like, would be Horton and Ribbonsdale because there's a train station there. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. you've, got to, you've got to get over Penny Ghent to get there. And I, thought, I was dreading getting up Penny Ghent. And the mist was in, you couldn't see anything. And I thought, everything just seemed like it was going to be really long and miles away. Um, and I was going along and then suddenly I just saw the sign saying, um, basically just said, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so I just saw the sign that said, uh, Penny Gent, one mile. So I was like, oh, great. I'll I'll get over the top. So I'd, I'd, <laughs> you're all right. <laughs> I'm all right, mate. Play on. Sorry. <laughs> okay, everyone's fine. Uh, yeah. So, um, so I, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've ever been up Penny Gents, but it's, it's. No, a, it's part of the world. I've not been anywhere. Near. No, I've not. I've not. So, so I'm going up this really lovely path, um, and I'm thinking this is great. It's um, the path's paved, um, and I'm heading up Penny Gents, mm. and I'm thinking people tell me this can be a bit of a bastard. It seems all right to me. I wish you were here. So anyway, you, you're going along, and I knew it's only a mile to the top. Um, like I say, you can, I can probably see about 20 yards in front of me through the mist. Um, and then it got to a point where the path ends um, and it looks like almost like a sheer rock face. Mm. And I'm looking, at, um, I'm looking at the track on my watch and the track's telling me that the path carries on. Um, yeah. So the path, the path does carry on, but right up the sheer rock face, so you've pretty much got to scramble up. Mm. So scramble to the top, get up there, and then there's a lovely staircase down the next side. And I'm thinking, right, all I've got to do now is get to Horton in Ribbonsdale. I can, it's, by this time, it's about midday, one o'clock. Uh, I can get a cup of tea. Um, and if I don't want to go on, I can get the train. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the voice is still going. But in, in some ways, it's good to have yeah. that voice because it takes you take pressure off yourself. Yeah. Not, and I'm pretty sure that you and I, once you get in, into something like that, from what I remember from when I was fit enough, once you get started, you, you're going to go until you, physically can't go anymore 
but I always used to, to do the same. I said, well, yeah, you can. You, you can tap out after yeah. two, two laps. Um, and yeah. it, it, it makes me feel a lot better knowing that, yeah, well, what if, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, yeah. So, ritual yeah. humiliation, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. what's, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, yeah and I, I do always sort of look to my future self as well. And, you know, and I think when I get to that point where I think, oh, yeah, I can get the train, there's always that, that third voice in your head as well, which is going, and what are you going to say about yourself tomorrow if you get the train back? How are you going to feel tomorrow? Um, but yeah, but I got to Hortley Rivensdale um, because uh, I'd looked on Google. There was a cafe there and what have you. But I get there and the cafe's closed. Uh, the pub's closed. Everything's closed. Um, yeah. So I sat sat down for sort of 10 minutes or so and then, then carried on. But yeah, and then you've got um, the Cam High Road then, which um, leads straight into Hawes. And I think the Cam High Road's the highest... It's the highest road in England outside the Pennines. Okay. Um, and it's just like a farmer's track. But it must go on for um must go on for about 13 miles. Um mm. so straight along that, which has got a bit monotonous after a bit. Um, mm. and then um I thought this is gonna take me straight down into Hawes now. And I thought, do you know what? I've been really lucky here with my shoes because it's all been fairly decent terrain, um, not too boggy. Um, so yeah, I've been absolutely fine. So I'm heading along this Cam High Road, and I look at my watch, and I've got three miles to go to Hawes. And I'm thinking, this is fine. This gravel track into Hawes, absolutely fine. And um, as I'm going along, I'm carrying along this gravel track, and then suddenly I get that beep from my watch, which goes off course. <laughs> Being off course, so I back up, and then basically, um, it wanted me to turn right into the across country. So I'm, mm. okay. So start going across country, and then that last four miles in the dark with yeah. the muddiest, boggiest, slippiest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you did. You did mention that it was uh, an ordeal. Just what you need for the last. Oh four. yeah. So and how I managed to stay shiny side up, I have no idea whatsoever because I, I pretty much just slipped and slide down the mountain. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was horrendous. But uh, yeah, got it done. Um, and. Yeah, when I say got to the got to the youth hostel in Hawes on the you know on a on a day I'd actually booked in now, um, oh. and uh, and uh, and uh, yeah finished off. But no, no, enjoy it. it was it, yeah. I think the the recce's for the spine start to get a bit more difficult now. In yep. the, the the transport links are um, are more sparse, mm. but, but luckily there's um, there's uh, there's a, a a spine Facebook group, and I put out there that you know my next. Recce is going to be from Hawes to Middleton in Teesdale. Um, I, I, I yeah, I'll, 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 nod, I'll nod as if I know what we're talking about. Yeah, Middleton in Teesdale. So I was like, you know, ah, oh, Middleton. Oh yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> um, point, well, yeah, somebody came straight back to me and said, "Well, if you if you just go a little bit further and go on to here, it's it's two miles to the train station. So I, that's probably going to be a, a two day." Yeah. Uh, recce that where I'll, I'll go into Midland Teesdale and then I'll carry on. So it'll be 30 odd mile day one and then I think 19 miles the day after. Um, but that that's will, a good outing. That's a yeah. real that yeah. is a, and, that is a good outing. And I think that'll, you know, that'll also get me used to sort of going out on tired legs as well because, you know, yeah. I did, I did again, this, this is another thing, probably, um, application for the specials put pay to it because I've had dates to start. I was supposed to be doing the Spine Challenger in January. Um, but the, the training was on the same day. So I cancelled the spine challenge. It got a refund of most of it. And yeah. obviously can't get back in now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, never mind. It makes no difference. You know what I mean? It's it's mm. it's still there. I can 
I've done the challenger route now. Uh, the recce's that I've done are the challenger route. Yeah. So, so I've done that route over over a number of days. Uh, so I know that part of the the spine, and I know hmm. um, day you know the first bit up to Hebden Bridge is is mountainous and hard, and the rest aren't too bad. I think in the hmm. original guidebook for the Pennine Way, when I think it was Wayne Wright who, who wrote that, he he described those two sections as all all muck and manure, and that's pretty much what they are. It's all farmland and, yeah. and a few yeah. few fells, so so it's not too bad. So yeah. When you eventually get around to doing the last section up yep. to Kirk Yithum, as we like to call it, yeah, yep. uh, try and work that in with uh, I, when I've got a day off and I'll collect you because it's, really? yeah. it's you'd have off the top of my head you'd have to get to the main road and then get a bus to Kelso and then um, figure out where the buses go from there. So yeah, yeah, I will do. That'll be around the time. I reckon that'll be around about April time because I'm just doing various different sections. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I definitely definitely do that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying seeing the yeah. the pen I because it, it's yeah. absolutely stunning. The uh, most of the last bit as well. I, I I did a brilliant tab down there um, watching Brian Anderson disappearing into the distance um, in front of me. But it's it's uh, got flagstones, so it's yeah. it, it's. But it may well have the way may have them further south as well, but it's brilliant, yeah. and and because it would be manky underfoot as well. So it's I'm not saying it's easy going, but at the end of your hundred odd mile ordeal, you'll be delighted that um, someone took the time and effort to make it a decent surface. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Say, so I don't know whether you know, but down the southern part of the Pennine Way. Um, um, and it was only somebody who pointed out to me when I was doing the Hill and Moreland leader course. You see the flagstones down there. Mm. Um, and those, if you look at the flagstones, a lot of them have got um, almost like holes in and like squares and, and marks in them and all that. Mm. And it turns out all those flagstones and a lot of them on the Pennine Way were taken out the old mills. So the old floors. Okay. The old yeah. mills. So all those, all those holes that you see in the flagstones are where the mm. machines were mounted. Um, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, a lot of yeah. time where that's so that's that's the interesting fact anyway. Well, there you go. That is in, indeed an interesting fact because they look like the ones up at this end of the country look this, like the sort of thing that sit on top of Templars' graves. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Same sort of dimensions. Yeah. I thought. I wonder if these are the ones that didn't get used uh, back in the day. Yeah, but yeah, so a lot, a lot of them got the old mills, especially around uh, Manchester and, and around there. But they, they, they got the uh, I, I um. I didn't manage to message you with any motivational um, speeches this time. <laughs> uh, I, I can only apologise for... That's fine, mate. Um, I, I, I forget what I was up to. Uh, I, I was working for sure, yeah. and, uh, just getting back to work full-time, and by the time I remembered to take the mick out of you by uh, message, you would have been finished. So. Yeah. Um, but that's good. There was something else I was going to ask you about the spine, um, recovered off shoes. Um, no, I... I think it was going to be waterproofs, mate, but I'm not that interested um, in in waterproofs because they never stay waterproof for them. No, no I mean, you, you've got to carry them, and I've got mm. a set of waterproofs which are really good, actually, and um, I got them because I had entered the Mighty Deer Stalker earlier in the year, which they cancelled because of the storm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they cancelled that because of the storm, but what they did, they said it could rearrange for a latter part of the year, which it couldn't do because they had something else planned. Or they could, they'd give us a £150 voucher for rat race. So I um, I bought some rat race waterproofs, and they're really good. Good, um, good. 
Good, good. Yeah. So I must admit, I bought some stuff by Higher State. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Mainly because it was a, it was yellow, and b, it was on special offer on SportsShoes.com, which yep. again we're not endorsed by. But uh, well, I'm happy to endorse if you want to. <laughs> the the power of the voucher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Couple of fifty pound vouchers, and yeah. uh, it would quite happily become the Alcast sponsored by <laughs> your name here. Um, but um, it's actually pretty good. It's is waterproof for the first half hour. Yeah. And, and the water beats on it perfectly, and then it just gets, you know, like a cheap tent. The water's coming through. But yeah, by that yeah. time, you've got a sweat on anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Massive. I think I think any of those trail races, or you know, even doing the fan dance, sort of, if you're looking at anything sort of waterproof, and you, I think one of the questions I get asked quite a lot by people is as regards trail shoes and waterproof socks, and should they have them? And pointless, absolutely pointless. Just just accept your feet are going to get wet. Get them yeah. wet. And I let the water drain out because I've I have actually tried waterproof socks. I've got a pair. I've used them once, um, yeah. and the great up to the great if you're running around your local footpaths. But when you're going to end up shin deep in water, um, and they fill yeah. up the water, you know, they don't let the water in. But when it does get in, they don't let it out. <laughs> so, well, I, I, it's always seemed like point a little bit pointless. Yeah, to, it's because I mean, if you plunge through a cold stream, you notice it for about ten steps. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, your feet were wet anyway. So, yeah. However, um, I'm not saying that they're a bad thing. Um, no, no. If someone wants to send me a free pair, yeah, that's, the last, that's the last time I'm doing one of these. <laughs> one of these, if you want to sponsor Steve's Alleycast. But, but I, I think, I, th- I think while we're talking about gear, like say for me, um, shoes wise, um, it's always Hoka. I've tried other things. Yeah. Um, Hoka's were great. Uh, I don't know whether I mentioned, but I. Got a pair of the Hoka walking boots on offer on sportsshoes.com at the moment. I was going to mention because I know I, Andy Steele, love him, put mm-hmm. me onto them. I've got a pair and they are the best hiking boot I've ever put on. And I, I'm not, I'm, I'm genuinely not sponsored no. by them. I would recommend them to anyone. They are on 60% off on sportsshoes.com just now. And I'm not sure whether to get away with it on the fan dance, but I did wear them for the Paris 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they were amazing. Um, well, I've, I've worn worse than that. I've worn high tech, um, half trainer, half boots on the fan dance. Yeah, yeah. Which allowed me to zip along, um, yeah. as, as we know. Um, and a well known Trident runner did them in the oh, Under Armour. Richard, okay. Richard did his Trident in Under Armour, and I was amazed he got away with it. It's because he's so pretty, uh, probably. Yeah, he would have yeah. got away with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, no, I think that they're absolutely amazing boots. I'm, I'm not sure. And they're doing all right at the minute. I'm not sure how long the tread's going to last on them. Um, I don't know, but mine are doing all right. Um, and, you know, the Paris 10 this year, which I wasn't going to enter, obviously. Um, I'd swore blind I wasn't going to go enter. Um, but then I um, decided, training-wise, I'm always quite ad hoc with my training. and I, I think I know what I'm doing. Um, but I decided to engage the services of, um, and I am endorsing this, by the way, engage the services of Nick Grange in his elite yeah. uh, outdoor fitness uh, on his remote training groups. Uh, and I did that about four or five weeks before the Paris 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I, and, and fair play, if, if, if anybody is looking for any sort of training, um, Nick Grange doesn't just add you to his training group and then sort of leave you alone. He will, you know, mm. if you, you you tell him what you're doing, and he'll specifically, 
you know, tell you how to up your training or 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 um or, or, or alter it to meet that. Yep. Yep. Um, and and he put out a specific a specific training block for the Paris Ten. Now my fastest Paris Ten has always been. I think my fastest Paris Ten I've ever done was one hour. No, sorry, one hour. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Two hours and um, two hours twelve minutes. Yeah, I think it was my fastest. Um, and say so Nick Grange had put out this training block, and I set myself a target of thinking, right, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for under two hours. If I can get under two hours, I'll, I'll be happy with that. But I didn't really think I was going to do it. Right. Um, but yeah, with the full weight on, went out after following Nick's training right. um, and came in at one hour 58. Brilliant. Catterick, um, which is you know, the fastest I've done it. And you know, I saw Nick at the, the end and just said, look, mate, that was your training that you, hmm. you gave to us. And I think a week before, it was... Look, not the week before, the week before that, there was a lot of loaded runs getting out there. Um, not with full weight, only with sort of 20 pounds, going out, doing seven, eight miles, 20 pounds. Um, and it did give me a lot of confidence to just go out and just just smash the, the, the Paris 10. Um, and it didn't... I, I actually think... I think I saved a bit towards the end. I think I probably could have got a couple yeah. more minutes off that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, you know, I, I'm sort of... I'm following that training plan that Nick sent out now. Um for uh yeah for the for the spine for next year and I think cool yeah when remind me because uh I don't know how long I've got all night incidentally um yeah go, but yeah, I've, I've, I was going to mention goal setting and would you do Catrick again next year but before that I have to ask you when is the spine event right spine the, the only event I've got planned for next year at the minute mm-hmm. is the spine because. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's it's going to be a big event, isn't it? And I'm That's like, a whole, it's a whole lot, yeah. That you're yeah, a whole lot, yeah. So 268 miles, he dealt kick you home, um, kick or or however you say it. Yeah, <laughs> yet, yet home, one day, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's I think it's the second week in June. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's round about the sort of the longest day, if you like. It's yeah. always sort of the middle of June. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I've booked I booked the entire week off work and I think half the next week as well because. Um, I don't think yeah, quite right. Done. Yeah, quite but, right, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, I say I've got nothing planned, but, but I didn't have a lot planned for this year, and, and sort of last minute, I've you know, yeah. um, the commando shuffle slipped in. I ended up doing that, um, and and Paris ten, um, and we haven't even talked about the commando shuffle, and that was that was horrendous. Um, yeah, <laughs> not in a good way. It, well, it it, it, it looks it's a great event. And again, if people are looking for an event for next year, sign up for the Commando Shuffle because mm. uh, Tony and the gang down there look after you really, really well. You know, you, you mm. I think I think it's about it, it costs about a hundred quid, but for hundred quid, it's your whole weekend, and that's your it's your food, yeah. it's your your safety and support on the day. It's uh, if, you know if you if you if you're a drinker, it, it's your beer the night after. Um, it's your transport. It, it, it's everything. Yeah, and it's they, yeah, and they really do look after you. Um, and I think this year uh, was the hottest year that he's done it because you know I think Tony had pretty much said if it hits thirty degrees we'll we'll look at canning it um, and I think it stayed about twenty eight twenty nine degrees all day mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah I I went out I, I think initially in the team when we signed up there was five of us by. At the time we turned up because people had had injuries and dropped out, there was just two of us. 
mm. uh, turned up on the day, and then we had <coughs> somebody else who was um, who turned up solo. who came on the team, um, but really, by the time we got to the second to last checkpoint on that, uh, mm. I, I was the only one left, um, and most teams were decimated. Um, yeah. And it was it was literally they held most people back at that last checkpoint, and just said, "Right, all the survivors can can carry on together now." Yeah. Um, and, and finish but yeah great event really really good uh, mm. glad I did that um, yeah, and, and my first my first experience of Dartmoor and down that way beautiful mm. really really nice it's, it's mm. not what you expect it to be um, it's, it's not like um, the, the moors you see in the Sherlock Holmes films no it's, no. it's stunning actually and I I watched something on um, Dartmoor uh, it might have been a wildlife or one of these nature watch programs and it's like wow it's it's not what I would think of as a moor, where nothing grows apart from heather. No, no, no. no. It's, no. it's stunning. It's, it's like a, a national park. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's absolutely yeah, stunning. Yeah. I've, I've, never, yeah. I've never done anything down that way at all. I've, I think I've visited down there in the past for a holiday, mm. but I've not I've not been mm. to Dartmoor itself. Um, but yeah, absolutely stunning. But, but again, great events. Um, if anybody is looking for an event for next year, the entries are open now. Um, Commando Shuffle. Mm. Def- definitely give it a go. I'll say no to that at the moment because uh, it's probably going to be a little bit beyond me. You have to never know. Well, we don't traditionally put things off for two years now, but uh, I wouldn't be going in for that next year. No, but uh, but yeah, I think Paris ten next year. Um, I'm not going to enter just yet. I'll see because yeah. I think you know the spine is such a monster that it's going to take. Yeah. A couple of months to recover from that. It's going to change you in many ways. Um, hopefully, it's not going to make you big-headed. No, I don't. But I, I don't even. I, don't. I was only, I was kidding, but you, you know, the benefit of everyone that doesn't know you and I. Uh, that's me taking the mic, obviously. Yeah. But, but you know what? That is, it's. I hesitate to say life-changing because you do difficult stuff anyway. Yeah, but this yeah, is I, big. This is this is big. I was trying to think what is a bigger challenge. Than, than the spine. Um, and that was after reading someone who said the marathon de sable isn't that difficult in mm. course, because you don't have to carry, you know, the tents put up for you at night and, yeah. and stuff like that. Whereas you're carrying everything with you for, <laughs> yeah. for 10 marathon distance, basically. Yeah, pretty or much. About, I'm, I'm, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm doing it, you know, and if you speak to people, I think there's a, there's a, a misconception almost that the, Summer version is probably easier in the winter, and yeah. it's it's just different. different. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, because you know your you, your winter version can be cold, and you can have hard packed moors, you can have a bit of ice, yeah. and whatever you can have six foot of snow. Yeah. Um, but generally, you know, un- unless well, you know, your summer ones could be red hot. It could be yeah. so could be soaking wet. You could be up to your knees in bog. Um, you just don't know. And I think that's that's the attraction for it. I was talking to a guy in work today who who said he said that race you're doing. He goes, is it the spine race? I was like, yeah. He goes, I watched the documentary on that the other night. <laughs> <laughs> you're <Yeah>. an idiot. <laughs> uh, I was actually before we start talking about the spine, I thought about introducing it as a, a new feature we're going to do on called "Why Steve Is Nuts," <laughs> basically. Uh, and then every time, assuming I get invited back, we just say, and here's. 15 minutes on why Steve is nuts. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, I, I honestly, I don't know. And I don't think anybody does know um, if I'm going to finish the spine. I don't know. This could be my first attempt at it. Um, don't know. Um, Pretty I, sure, mate. If, if, you, if you get to the start line, I would bet on you to finish. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, anything can happen. Uh, you know what? That, that's, that's because I, I think I think I know your character reasonably well, and uh, I think when, if if you start and if you get past hell halfway, hell would freeze over, mate. Like, yeah, I think you'd have to start dropping off you. Yeah, and I think look, kit wise as well, I've I've toyed with different kit now, and I think um, the kit I tried this weekend, apart from obviously having the wrong shoes, um, mm-hmm. I'll say I've um, I've tried different sort of backpacks and things. Um, and I've now got the the Om Classic Thirty Two. Right. Um, brilliant, brilliant piece of kit. Um, I can get it, it. Only it only looks small, um, but it says thirty two meter. I can get everything in it I need to. Plus, it's got loads of pockets around the side to throw stuff in. Um, mm. And then you've got the and there's loads of add-ons for it as well. So I've got like there's like a chest pod which was really yeah. good. I had all my food in that. Um, yeah. so that's, that's very handy not to have to fanny around um, yeah. looking for something when you when you great, want. great, great bit of kit uh, and I, I tried it it was the first time I tried it this, this weekend and it was comfy it was light um, I'd say and really, really accessible and waterproof um, you know with, with bags in and stuff as well so good yeah but yeah good, good bit of kit there as well so if anybody if anybody's looking for some distance ultra running expedition kit um, on stuff is really good, and again, um, I think I got a, a a discount code off the Tea and Trails podcast, so I got about fifteen percent off that as well. So yeah. it's pretty good, um, yeah. And if if I want to sponsor us as well, yeah, feel free. Um, I'll I'll take I'll, ta- I'll take. More We're looking for a nutrition sponsor <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> that is another. Do you know what? And that is another topic in itself. I think nutrition wise, when when you've done your sort of long. Race all your longer races in the past. What have what have you found best for nutrition? Because this is it's only something I've really got dialed in this year. Um, uh, well, the, the misconception when when you start out, and uh, again we should, we could have an episode entirely on when you start out uh, endurance cycling or running. Um, when I started out doing cycling, the only cycling I'd ever seen was was the last two hours of the Tour de France stages, and you see guys just gel, gel, gel. You don't see the previous four hours where they eat baguettes and pastries yes. and everything. Basically, because by the time you see the last two hours, they, they don't have time to eat anything. No. Um, I used to go with the SIS uh, energy bars. Now, okay. they've changed a lot since then. They used to be a really nice, fruity, and really mm. moist. Hate yep. to use that word, but yep. they were really moist and really easy to get down when you were running. Um, then I changed on to solid food because it, I, I think you get on better if, if your stomach can handle it. And it yeah. was peanut butter bagels. Yeah. Um, and I would just take a bite, <clears throat> wait 10 minutes, another bite. So yeah. on the hoof. Um, I've never ran far enough to have a checkpoint um, yeah. and, a, and a drop bag. Mm. Um, and that's where everyone says, oh, you're talking scotch eggs and pork pies and, mm. and yeah. obviously vegan options as well. But solid food seems to be um, – I'm quite lucky that I seem to have a cast iron stomach as well yeah. because you do hear a lot of horror stories about people being caught short. Code brown, um, yeah. as, as we like to call it. Yeah. Uh, t- touch wood, obviously, uh, and I'll even touch real wood for that one. Um I've not yet been uh, caught short. But it's, the advice I would give anyone, uh, and you probably would as well, is just experiment with it and, and know what you're doing. Um, mm. 
rather than it. I mean, you're not going to start the Spain race thinking, oh, I wonder what um, steak bakes are like. I'll try something or, new. Or, yeah. or a bean pasty, spicy bean yeah. pasty. You're not going to do that on the day nah. um, at all. But uh, think, yeah. it's a long time since I've run far enough to... Um, I mean, I couldn't run for a bus at the moment, yeah. mate, to be honest. So um, a, a lot of it comes down to just what you fancy, um, yeah. what conditions are going to be like as well. So obviously, if, if it's freezing cold, you're not going to want something that has turned solid in your backpack. No, no. And I think, yeah, I think, you know, when you're training for anything sort of long distance, um, anything sort of marathon plus, I would say, ensuring that, you know, your, your nutrition is part of that training, that you're training with that nutrition. Um, and, and, I, and experimenting, and like you say, you don't want to, you know, and I've seen people do it, and, you know, people do it all the time of like, they'll train and they'll they'll have a certain amount of food with them and then they'll get to race day and they'll go, do you know what, I think I'll just try this today. Yeah. Um, and it's not the day to try it. And uh, again, mm. like you, I started out with a, a, a rucksack full of gels um, and, and just trying those. But I think what I found worked for me, if you if you look if you look at last weekend, I carried I think I carried about four gels with me because um, I think they're always good for a, for a quick. They're brilliant for emergencies, mate. They are. Yeah. They are for what they are. They're, they're brilliant. And, and I did I did use them. Um, I had a load of Cliff bars, um, which again are nice and moist mm-hmm. and and able to use. Um, and the other things that I found really good. Which I only started using this year, but I've, I've really I've just seemed to work for me. It's baby bells. Um, yes, yeah, you mentioned the baby bell, tremendous baby bells. Yeah, they're in their own little packing, own little wrappers. Yep, exactly, um, the perfect, uh, and, and they work really, really well. They just give you that, you know, the fat and whatever you need to go in there as well. Um, and yeah, little corn, you know, little corn sort of fake Scotch egg things again. You can throw yeah. a load of them, yeah. but stuff, stuff like that. I think you know, just sticking with the sweet stuff. It, it, you, you know what your mouth's like by sort of yeah. a couple of hours in you it's just bare your mouth in it but mm. yeah well I, th- I think anything like that, it is just experimenting and you know I did do um, I did do a consultation the other day with um, precision fuel and hydration and they recommended mm. loads of stuff they, they sort of give put you through a big questionnaire and go through we're obviously they only recommend their own stuff Um yeah, there you go. Well, but baby bells are a lot cheaper than precision fuel and hydration. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, I, I heard, I'm going to have to go looking through my podcast history, but I heard uh, someone who now he is the fella who won. Sorry, I have forgotten his name. Um, and obviously, he'll be, as an endurance athlete, he'll be listening to the Alleycast. He cool. won the West Highland Way race this year. Okay. And he makes his own gels. He is, as well as being a runner, he's doing a a degree or a PhD in sports nutrition. Okay. And so he knows what the body needs and he, yeah. he basically makes them himself. So that is on. I'll actually, I'll, I'll mention, I'll pop on the, the, the website, the, yeah. I'll pop a link onto that because it is genuinely one of the most interesting podcasts I've listened to. Right. Even just for that 20 minute segment when he's talking about, uh, because he's like, oh, don't spend a fortune on this. Don't no, spend no. a fortune on that. All you need to do is have this, this and this. Um, I'm, I'm, it's not quite a jam sandwich. Yeah. Um, a spoonful of sugar. But it's it's that it, it's exactly the same ingredients. It's exactly the same percentages. Uh, you'll save yourself a fortune and, and you'll never run out as long as you've got you know, 
bread, butter, and sugar in the house. So yeah, and I think look, well, you know, people um, again, you know, people starting out, or when you're starting out in this as well, you, you put a lot of emphasis on your your training for you know your physical training, even your mental training as well. But say that getting that nutrition dialed in of what's yeah. going to work for you, it's, it's your fuel after all. It's like trying to run your car on empty. Isn't it, it is. Um, quite quite amusingly, in a, in a former life, five four five years ago, I actually had a running coach. Yep, and uh, Gail and. When I when I started doing twenty six miles twenty six miles and beyond, she said to you, nutrition is what you eat is more important than the shoes you wear. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. You, if you're going over thirty miles, you need to put more thought into your nutrition than you do because you know how we everyone loves to talk shoes and everyone's tried this and and we all know the pros and cons of every type of shoe out there mm. because everyone talks about them uh, and she's like and nutrition kicks that into touch quite yeah. easily. Uh, yeah. because it, it's it's if you get your nutrition wrong it's worse for blisters yeah yeah totally yeah and i think you know i've, I've got a couple of uh, people at the minute who've um come to me and asked me if i can write them a a, a sort of beginner's training program if yeah. you like um, and um you know at least one of them came to me and i was like well what, what's, what's your motivation it was like you know well i want to lose weight and i was like well dial your nutrition in before you yeah. even start doing this because you're not gonna you're not gonna outrun a bad diet that's it. It's, it's, it's very, I mean, being at that end of the grid at the moment, it, yeah. you can do all the exercise in the world, but if you celebrate with eating everything that's available, or carb rage, as I call it, yeah. um, when you've done a bit of exercise, your body gets a whiff of bread, and before you know it, uh, the, the fridge is empty, and you're, you're sitting in front of it with food splattered all down the front of you. Oh, fantastic. That was brilliant. But, you know, especially especially when you get to sort of our age as well, because you know, I think, you know, when I was in my twenties and I was I was in the forces, yeah. I, I just ran around fueled on lager and it, it went it was, it was it's liquid bread. It's fine. It'll be all right. Um but yeah, there's no way I could do that these days. <laughs> Absolutely no way. I wouldn't get out the door. Yeah. Um if, if I had that. But yeah, no, I think there's there's a lot of good sort of um, um the, the other thing I've started using as well is um they've seen it active roots. Um Yes, I've heard it I've heard it plugged on someone's podcast. Probably T and Trails again, because that's where I got it, because yeah. Gary Gary Thwaites was plugging it. But uh, yeah, so basically um powdered gels. Yeah. Um so it comes with its own little um flex little collapsible bottle. Hmm. You just put you put the powder in there, put water in it, um and and shake it up okay. and yeah, it's really good. Um, and it, decent flavours as well. Not too. Sure. I think the one I've got, I think it's like mint and ginger and something as well. So it's again, it sort of settles your stomach mm. down. It's not. You haven't got that that sweet raspberry or lemon taste or whatever you would use. Yeah, it, it's you can get a bit sickly. I used laterally was using the power bar gels. And it, yeah. it was banana and something. Yeah. Um, and I found it really. I, I looked forward to them. Mm. Which is a massive benefit if if you're in you know, mile eighteen, um, and you actually oh gel fantastic. I could I could murder a gel uh, just now. Um, and the other thing is if you, as soon as you think something's working, if oh, I've found a gel that really works for me, you know, take my money. Yeah, and do you know what? Sometimes it depends on the race as well because I'm still convinced that um, I, I'm fuel best on the fan dance with Welsh cakes. <laughs> it's pretty well, there's, a, there's there's a school of thought in Wales mainly that, that does it well. She's yep, absolutely. yeah, and you know I think that's all of it. You know I don't really to, to be fair I don't eat a lot on the fan dance because it's it's, it's still in my head that it's it's not long enough now. Yeah. But a few Welsh cakes down my neck, and I took um 
I don't know whether you saw the other. I don't know whether I posted it on Facebook. I might I think I might have done, but I took a, a gang from work um, out mm. on the fan dance route um, to raise money for the for the local hospice and the air ambulance. And uh, yeah, it was. I think we were out there for seven hours in the end. Um, there was there was people who had um, people who'd never been to the hills before, and this was the first experience of getting out into the hills with the fan dance route. That's a good way um, to start. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, enjoy. It was a great day. They all enjoyed it. They all finished it. Um, Ben Tench came out and sort of helped with safety for me for the day. Um, but yeah, it was great. And I've um, said, I don't know if anybody's seen on the Gone Tabbing page, and I will put it up on the Alleycast page as well, but on the 12th, 12th of November, November and Stay, um, mm. we've also got a hike organised from Glossop in the Peak District mm. um, up onto the top of Bleaklow to the B29 crash site. <laughs> Um, so we're going to get up there for about 11 o'clock, have a bit of a service up there, and um, yeah, hike back down. Just checking my diary for that. <laughs> Ooh, I'm off on the 11th and the 13th, mate. Yeah, That's mind. absurd. Obviously, I'm not fit enough to do it anyway. But <laughs> I, it would you you'd still think like an athlete, act like an athlete. But no, I mean, yeah, this 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 day, um, if anybody is just new to the tabbing world or what have you it's not it's a, it's about 13k it's not massive elevation plenty of time for uh, snacks and selfies no, we're not going to sort of push it um mm. but yeah so if anyone wants to come out on that day so there's a few people taking out from my workplace who are coming out and um, a couple of people from my local hike, hiking group and there's mm. i think there's about four or five of us from gt who are going up as well but every, that, everybody is welcome that was remind me where that was a uh, gloss up in the peak district so yeah gloss up um so just what south of manchester um all oh, right so obviously if you're flying in from slovenia uh, yeah for, yeah or you, it's going to be manchester airport or if you're on your way to uh catrick from the ukraine to do your training and you can um you can you can pop by um and, and come and see yeah. us good um, stuff but yeah and no, i think that'll, that'll be a really good day but anybody who's listening to this if, if they yeah, drop me a message i will put it on the alleycast page as well um and they can you can come along and join but it's it's um so if people know a bit up there before, you, you basically get up onto the top of Bleaklow uh, and you've got the the peak gullies up there and over mm. a over a an area of what must be probably a square mile is mm. just there's just this B twenty nine bomber. Um, All right, they crashed in, crashed into the side of the mountain and it it, it was um, it was a bomber call. It was named overexposed. And it was, um, I believe, and probably somebody will fact check this and tell me I'm wrong, but I believe it was actually one of the aircraft that photographed the uh, atomic bomb in Hiroshima. Oh, wow. Um, and on this day, it was flying from RAF Finningley, I think it was, yeah. to RAF Burtonwood to bring the wages to RAF Burtonwood, wow. um, but flew into the side of the mountain in low cloud. So, uh, but yeah, and I think... It's, it's, uh, again, we're, we're going to waffle for a minute, but that's something yeah. that's happened. Dare I say the Scottish mountains are littered with yep. um, a lot of them are training flights uh, <clears throat> yep. during and and immediately before the Second World War, and you know one minute they're flying over the sea at five hundred feet, and the next mm. minute there's a three and a half thousand foot yep. in front of them, and, and the buggers just they literally didn't know what hit them. Uh, and there's, there's a there's a really good website as well. I think it's called mm. uh, Air Crash Sites or something. What we can go and yeah. find them all because I know. I know there's quite a few in Scotland. And the Peak District itself, I think, has got 60 crash sites just in the Peak yeah. District. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you know, that's if you if you want a sort of a little mission for your your hike or your tab, 
Yeah. Um, and it's really good as well for your map reading to go up there because all the grid references are on that website. You can go up and, and do some map reading and try and find yeah. it as well. But yeah, but yeah, anybody who wants to join join us on that day, um, yeah, I'll yeah. put our details and we'll, we'll get up there. Um, but over uh, over the next sort of year or so, anyway, I'm looking to put on um, and un- under the Alleycast banner a lot more um, sort of hikes out to different places right. for, for beginners as well. Um, right. Um, which, um, you know, Completely free of charge. Get people out there, especially if you you're brand new to the to the GT mm. world, um, and it will also help me because now as I'm not going to be given 16 hours a month to the police, I have eventually signed up for my mountain leader training now. So I'm, I need to get a few mountain days under my belt and taking groups out. So yeah, I'm, I'm all yours. Um, I will. Oh, I'll good man. I'd say that there's, there's there is genuinely a silver lining to yeah to that yeah. situation and. and not mentioning again how farcical you and I both think it is, but then I would imagine your mountain leader duties would give you a lot more enjoyment. Yeah, yeah, totally. Board, so. um, yeah, and, you know, for me, it was, you know, doing something like that, it was about sort of giving that service back and up and people, I think that would probably be more help getting people out who've never mm. been to the hills before. And I think, you know, even just taking those guys out on the fan dance route to see, and um, like I say, some people I'd never... They'd never been in an area like before, and it was it was evident when I took them up the first. We went up the first incline, shall we say, from the mm. uh, phone box, um, yeah. and, and we hadn't even got to that first summit. And a couple of them were like, "What the what the hell are we doing yeah. here? There's there's no way." I'm are we nearly there yet? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, they all got there um, up to the top of Penny Fan down the other side and back. And I think you know, the more people we can get out and do that, um, it's only two uphills, mate. Let's be honest. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, it's just two uphills. It's not, it's not on our is it? Mm. <laughs> but that was, but yeah, so yeah, we'll do that. We'll get out, get a, get a few days up. But yeah, I think. Um, if well, I, you know, if, if, if I'm if I'm able, I've, I uh, a bit of uninteresting news is I've just managed to graduate onto the top rotor at work, which brings a lot of perks. One of one of which is uh, accumulating loo days. Uh, okay, so cool. If I work on a day off. I get a loo day for it, so you can supplement your holidays. So it would allow me to, generally, I've not had the chance of doing a set-piece event like the fan or Catrick because it's just impossible to change yeah. your days because no bugger wants to, to stop a, a weekend day off. Uh, so I w- I'm hoping to uh, get to uh, a few of those events this year. And if, if you're taking the Alicast crowd out, mate, love to do it. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. And, you know, I want to sort of get to that. I want to do a bit up your way as well because I've not done a lot in Scotland. Oh, the, the sky. It's a trek. Um, if you think of um, Edinburgh, it would be two and a half, three hours for you, depending yeah. on how quickly and what time of day you're doing it. If you are prepared to go two hours beyond that, it is breathtaking. Yeah, yeah it's fine. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy to get away for the weekend and, you mm. know, and throw myself into a youth hostel somewhere and, and get yeah. up and walk as well. So. I'd say yeah. I've got really into that since I yeah uh, since I signed up with the youth hostels this year. I've got really into getting out and doing them and really takes nice. me back a few years, mate. To yeah. the first thing it, it does uh, back in the nineteen eighties. Yeah. Uh, I was did the Lake District in youth hostels, mate. Horse was one of them, funnily enough. Yeah, horse. Nice, it's a nice, nice little youth hostel. That it's great when you yeah. book the right night. It is, but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> they've, they've had two nights. Did you manage to cancel your first night, or did they? Nah, uh, it, was already, it, was, it was already the first night when they rang me up, and I thought, "There you go, mate." I'm not, it's, it's, it's my own stupid fault. And, yeah. You know, it's it's a, it's look, you're not you're not. It's not four star. You're not paying hundreds of pounds to stay there. Right? So it's yeah. what 30, 30, 30, 30, 40 quid. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, so uh, 
Yeah. Cool. So I think there, there we are. We've, we've covered yeah. loads again. We've covered, the yeah, we've, we've covered the poor recruitment standards of the police. We've, we've covered yeah. everything. Uh, I, I am genuinely interested in your what we'll call, am I allowed to call it your spine nonsense? Yes, yeah, yeah. Your, your spine nonsense. Um, we were rudely interrupted in the middle last time. It was your last time we did a pod. It was your uh, coffee making partner. Yeah, I'm upstairs, right? So yeah. Um, tonight it, it was uh, my partner who snuck on at stage <laughs> right to, to to tell me did I know I was missing the Arsenal game? So oh, okay. uh, there you go, Steve. I missed the Arsenal game for this. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so uh, yeah, I think I, I, I'm, we should have a few more guests on the podcast. I've, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pestering somebody at the minute, um, and there was, there was um, yeah, a couple of other people I've sort of pestered, yeah. but I think people are a little bit shy of things at the minute and uh, don't want to come on. But we'll, uh, we will mm. get some guests on fairly soon, and maybe we'll, uh, we'll get, um, what I'm thinking is in, in, in the future we can get a, a guest on, and we can we can both interview them and, and, and go down that road as well, which I think will be quite can, quite good. Can you imagine? Yeah, I know it'll be it'll be look it'll be what what does what does Ken yeah. Jones call it a cake and arse party? But hey, come on. <laughs> um, who knows? Yeah. But uh, yeah, but no, I think if you you know it'll be good to see you at some events next year and. Uh, even well, I mean, it's, it's. I'm. I'm not even going to go on about goal setting because I, I'm at that stage of the year now about setting my goals, and I always go small, medium, and large on goals, uh, ranging from just being able to get up mountains to. Uh, I think medium is to do the summer fan, and uh, large would be to join you on your recce up to Kurt Yetham. Okay, cool. be, uh, unlikely if it's April. Unlikely, but. Uh, that would be uh, quite something, mate. It, well, feel, yeah, I mean, I mean that, I'll, def- I'll collect you at year to make because I'm that's happy to do as many recce's around that area, especially mm. when I, I don't really know the Cheviots as well. So I want to want to sort of get up there and do a bit of that. Um, mm. It'll be a shame that obviously, you know, I think one of the highlights of my, my recce's was going to be Sycamore Gap, uh, but obviously that's that's, that's horrendous, isn't it? And I, yeah. I've, it's dropped out of the news um, recently. There's a, a scuffle in the Middle East has, has pushed everything, including our friends in the Ukraine, have been pushed off the news at the moment. Yep. Um, yep. But uh, that the Sycamore Gap, the the who done it element has. Uh, I, I don't know if they ever got to the bottom of that. I don't know if your mates in the police um, ever caught up with them, mate. Well, uh, they, they arrested some kid, didn't they? And then I think they arrested an, an adult to do with it as well. But yeah, it's, it's just dropped off the off the radar, hasn't it? So if, it's, if you're carrying a chainsaw and you can run for three minutes, um, they're never going to catch you, mate. Let's no. be honest. No, never get no. no, I mean, you know, I think I think it would have been fairer with the police fitness test if it, if had done it loaded. To be fair, but uh, yeah. you know, they'll be, be conducting that. inquiries in Greg's um, as as we speak, <laughs> uh, mate. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably a good place to leave it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, good to speak to you, mate. Um, yeah, so we'll I'll, we'll get this out fairly soon, and then uh, yeah, um, so we'll I'll, I'll I'll drop you a line with um, yeah. as soon as I've got as soon as I've got this guest, this next yes. one confirmed who's just completed a uh, a rather large race themselves that I want to sort want to sort of get on. We can uh, we can have, have a chat with them ourselves, but. Uh, Bro. Yeah, but yeah, like I say, now as of obviously, I want to focus a lot more on the alley cast and um, mm. and get the diary episodes out as well. Um, we'll uh, yeah, we'll we'll get together a bit. Good more stuff, buddy. Good Excellent. Stuff.
Good to speak to you, mate. Always a pleasure, Steve. You can go and catch up with uh, the Arsenal game. I'll right? catch the second half. Uh, I, yeah. Last weekend, I was lucky because obviously my partner's South African, so I managed to get away and just leave here to watch the rugby on her own. So, Yeah, yeah. Did she get messaging me about I don't know, some, somebody winning, but I'm not sure it was, I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I watched it. I was hoping for a good game. I, I unfortunately didn't get it. Uh, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go, mate. Uh, that's that's sport, isn't it? It's not about uh, how you play; it's about winning. So. It's right, it is. right, mate. Uh, to all our South African, to all our South African listeners, congratulations <laughs> on uh, winning the rugby. <laughs> Look, I haven't, I haven't heard the end of it for the past week, so I'm not. Forward on we go. Facing friend and foe. We will know what it is. We have not time for that. If we make mistakes, we are lost.